0: All righty, everybody, we're going to get started now. Um, we're Dave and Ann, and for those who don't know, uh, we're one of the four couples that help teach this class. And so we're talking today about, uh, we will, about relational wellness, and we're doing session four. Um, and so um, we're going to get started on that in a minute, but we're going to open with prayer first. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, dear Lord, for this time together. Thank you for all those who are here, and I pray that you would be with all those who aren't able to make it today. We love you, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you would um, take over this class and help us to to learn and discuss the things that you want us to learn and discuss. Um, And uh, speak through us, dear Father, in your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: All right. So, we'll do a real quick little review, if you will, on what we've talked about so far on relational wellness. Um, session one was talking about, uh, it was actually titled, What Aloneness is to be Removed? Meaning that um, disto- it was all about discovering areas in our own life where we feel alone. Um, I don't know if you ever heard the saying, I'm in a whole room full of people, and yet I'm still totally alone. Um, And we talked about the difference between uh, aloneness versus solitude, because the Bible makes a pretty good case for spending time in solitude, but it doesn't make a case for being alone. Um, The next one that we talked about was was titled, What Need Is To Be Met? Um, In this one we looked at three areas of need, physical, spiritual, and relational needs. Um, we also talked about the relational needs that we've discussed in the past from uh, intimate encounters. Uh, I think there's about well, there's ten main ones, and then I think there's a total of like thirty that we actually discussed. Number three,
2: and number three was what pain is to be healed, and in that one we discussed the emotional cup, and we also talked about uh, the fear and the and its role in healing pain or past hurts. So, um, so this week we're talking about what truth is to be experienced, and we'll do that by exploring six dimensions of truth. So the first one is self-awareness. Do we want to go? Where's the? Oh, this right? No, we can go. No. Oh, okay, just, oh, right, we'll so in. the six dimensions of truth: self-awareness, humility, vulnerability, compassion, gratitude, and the idea of giving first. So this session is about encouraging others in these six areas of truth.
0: So to start, what we're going to do is we're going to look at six questions. And we're going to discuss these and try and discuss these in depth. And we want to look at these as, uh, how we're going to look at these is, viewing family and friends and others as we seek to help through the next six questions, Um, as we seek help through the next six questions, and how that can additionally equip us uh to become people who care. Uh people who can make a difference. Okay. Um are we gonna read?
2: Is this
3: one no. okay. Well, do you want to?
2: Sure, you want to read this. Sure. So it's a little bit hard to try to get it going with trying to explain exactly what this is but it says as we encounter people in our homes and families workplace and community we have learned to look listen and care for aloneness we have become better equipped to meet relational needs we have gained insight into pain which is to be healed we now focus on encouraging others in their self-awareness and humility their vulnerability and compassion their gratitude and giving first these six truths will contribute positively to relational health and can help us identify where dimensions of personal growth might be needed resulting in more fulfilling relationships. So with viewing family, friends, and others as we seek to help through the six questions below additionally equip us in becoming a people who care making a difference. So that's kind of the background to those six questions.
0: So, question one.
2: Now again thinking about family, friends.
0: Could this person benefit from additional self-awareness concerning their relational needs their unresolved pain or their unhealthy thinking so do we know people like that do we know people that could benefit from
2: being more self aware
0: from from being more self aware from us being aware of them in those ways so that we can help them what do you think do you know people like that
4: Myself?
0: Yeah. Me? Me? No, we're focusing yeah. on
2: others first.
0: <laughs> we're going to get to that. We're going to yes. get to that in a
2: minute. But um, when you think about others that that you are around, your family and your friends, do you notice that others that aren't quite self-aware in their behavior? Or, mm-hmm.
4: I think I think everyone gets that quality.
2: You know, yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Of not being self-aware? Yeah.
5: yeah. Well, the, the thing is... <laughs> they don't realize they're not self-aware because in many ways what i've seen is you know friends and family i've seen them dismiss a lot of hurt from their past Uh when i sense that they're really not healed from their the past yeah and if they tend to dismiss it without the healing It's going to creep back up somewhere, unless it's fully healed, or at least partially healed. Mm -hmm. And so what I've seen is a lot of, well, you know, that was a long time ago. And I can't really try and talk them into it. That No, that's not how you're feeling, but, you know, that's one of the things I've recognized.
4: I've forgiven the person, so it's over
5: with.
4: Yeah. You know, but a lot of times, it's it's not. not. Even though there's forgiveness, the hurt has not been healed. And the damage done to either the identity or the, you know whatever it is um, still has to go through that process actually yeah. so, right. that's
5: a really good point because when we were at a cleansing stream last time i was ministering to somebody on the line and she mentioned why i already forgave him i said okay that's really good now has god healed the hurt that occurred uh. and she goes well i, I just kind of forgot you know just put some distance between it and so I prayed through for healing for her and at the end she said well that was different <clears throat> um, you know and I really do think it's that dismissal versus the healing part that's that people I wish they were more self aware of yeah I agree. I
0: agree
5: could it show up too like um,
6: examples of things that trigger us Yeah. Oh, totally. Mechanisms. Mm -hmm. We cope with certain things and do certain things. You think of
0: you think of that stupid saying: you you bury the hatchet, but you leave the handle sticking out. It's that thing that you trip on, you know, continually, whether you knowingly are tripping on it, or inadvertently, subconsciously, things are still triggering you, and things are still from your past coming back up. We'll stop at the trigger
6: and say, "What is that?" No, right. we don't. We tend to yeah, kind of so to gloss over training. it.
0: We want to cover it up. We want to just like get yeah. dismiss it. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, did you? No, I
2: think it was covered.
7: Okay. okay. <laughs> I I saw this the other day. that an unhealed person can find offense pretty much anything someone does. A healed person understands that the action of others has absolutely nothing to do with them. Each day you get to decide which one you will be. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: That's pretty, uh that's pretty profound. Mm-hmm. That's great.
7: Who offers
1: that?
2: i say anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but even with that said, the only thing I was thinking is even if you're on the healed side, it doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt. Yeah. I have this one
1: employee
7: yeah. there every day, you know, she just comes in in her knee and, and then later on, she'll I'll say good morning, she'll barely speak or whatever then later in the afternoon she'll come by and just like, apologize for But I tell her overhand I'm like, I understand your personality now, you know, I know on some days <laughs> it's going to be good morning and then on some days it's going to be oh, you, know?
1: You, know? you know
7: so I don't take offense to it if I walk past say good morning, she doesn't respond you know, personally yeah. yeah. That's
4: the hardest thing, though, is dealing with whatever you're dealing with when someone else comes up and they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with, mm-hmm. to not let your stuff mm-hmm. interfere with mm-hmm. their stuff, mm-hmm. because their stuff just kind of, you know, when, when you've got prickles on you, it's really easy to pick up their prickles, mm-hmm. versus if you're all smooth and nice, you know, it's like, yeah, oh, it's okay, it's all good,
6: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but it to roll off.
6: People climb keep applying the verse that says forgive seven times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah. And you're, count, and you're counting my
0: 75,000? 75, 75, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seven yeah. <laughs> yeah. 70 times seven is how, yeah.
4: Yeah, but if we're forgiving the way that God wants us to forgive, mm-hmm. we're choosing for. to not remember it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that we're forgetting, we're choosing right. not to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, question two. Would additional humility serve this person well in their closest relationships? Would apologies be helpful? Would more interdependency and less self-reliance benefit this person in their relationships? I think humility can benefit all of us, honestly. But humility is not... Something I learned from you guys a while back was that being humble is not an excuse to be run over
1: right. or be a doormat. Yeah.
0: There, and it's a f- kind of a fine line between those two. Um, being humble does not mean you have to be trampled. Um, being humble also means is also st- you can still take compliments and be humble
1: mm-hmm.
0: and accept those compliments
1: mm-hmm.
0: and still be considered humble. Whereas I was always taught, if people are praising you, well, no, a humble person is like, oh, no, you know, it's kind of dismissing their praise of you. Well, you're dismissing them, too, in that same process. Um, And so learning how to accept a compliment, so to speak, doesn't make you a less humble person. Um, So let's see, question three. Might increased vulnerability of one's needs, hopes, or emotions contribute to closer relationships and improve relational health. Mm-hmm. And I think this is it's important to note here which people we're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With family or close friends, sure vulnerability could be very key to building that relationship. To co-workers or an acquaintance down the street, probably not. Um, you know, you may We've all talked about the saying, wearing your feelings on your sleeves, or the person that runs around and is constantly crying wolf. That's not what this is... I don't think that's what this is talking about.
4: I don't know if I completely agree with that at the same time, because... There are some family members where it's not safe to be vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's true. Yes. Yes. Certain mm-hmm. That's certainly true. You know, there are times, even in the most intimate relationship, if you're going through a major struggle, um, you have to use cautious. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you're, yeah, you're presenting right. vulnerability and at other times, even in a workplace, um, vulnerability can actually help build a different layer of relationship in a healthy way.
1: Yeah.
0: No, you're right. Um, that was probably a little broad of a stroke that um, I made there.
4: Yeah, I mean, I but, think I think it's it's it is circumstantial. You know, no, I don't want to go and tell the neighbor that just moved in. You know, yeah. up the street. All your dirty All of my issues. Yeah, yeah. all <laughs> my dirty laundry and all of Ron's dirty laundry. Yeah. you know, Or the you previous
2: or the previous neighbors <laughs> or the other neighbors' dirty
0: laundry. Or right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
2: And question four if compassion was shared with this person might they experience added freedom and closeness if this person shared compassion with others in their life might increased closeness be experienced I think, I think compassion
6: opens up that door for the safe place mm-hmm. you know yeah. to allow them to feel safe because sometimes we need that Because, like, even for me when I first came in this path I didn't feel safe with yeah, my dirty laundry. Yeah. I get to know you all first, you know, build relationships. <laughs> and I wasn't even expecting to build the relationships. You all were compassion towards us. So it takes us all to, you know, show it.
1: Yeah.
4: Okay. To, to be safe, to feel safe. Okay. I think that one of the greatest characteristics of, of our Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is compassion. That, and compassion is a servant's heart. And when we serve one another, that process of humility and vulnerability, you know, um, it, it, it does something inside us as we're lowering ourselves to serve someone else. And, you know, if you guys have ever had someone serve you, you know it it puts you into a different perspective and lots of people lots of Christians have no problem serving others but they can't receive the service Mm -hmm. you know but that compassion has to go both ways you know that's one of the things that I actually like about the Bay the compassion ministry if you're if you're going out and and working and serving and have a servant's heart it changes us you know it changes us Um, we, and compassion is a matter
0: of giving and that's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah sorry No, I think you're right I think looking at even just the world we live in and with a compassionate view as opposed to I'm right this is my opinion the whole rest of the world should support my opinion mm-hmm. or my belief whatever that is um there is no compassion in the outside world and you look you see it in every aspect of our lives outside of this um, so I agree I appreciate the church's stance and I remember I remember when they decided to stop doing the singing flag and their reasoning was to focus on serving the community in other ways and I remember thinking to myself well, that will be interesting we'll see how that works um but they're doing that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you can't um go and and give to others and not be affected by it 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 mm-hmm. really does change you so
4: well, my, my compassion goes back to you know well, we've talked about it in the last few weeks and we've talked about it before having a heartbreak mm-hmm. no,
1: no. that's
4: what compassion mm-hmm. is you know it's, it's Having heart break and being willingness to be in the moment with the other person. You yeah. know, if, if we're not, as a husband or wife, as a, as a co-worker, feeling and having compassion for what other people are going through. Again, it doesn't, it doesn't justify. I mean, I remember working with someone that was going through a divorce and I mean, literally everything was about all of the issues, you know, and the person wasn't getting any work done. You know, and it was all about what they were dealing with with the divorce. And they got a lot of compassion. But I mean, for nine months, it's like, come on, you gotta get some work done too. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's not an enabling. Compassion isn't an enabling situation. There still has to be accountability.
7: Mm
0: -hmm. It's not an excuse. It's excuse.
4: It's
7: not an excuse. Yeah. I remember hearing. Maybe two years ago, or less, I had a co-worker um, she was just being introduced back into Christ and been away from the church a long time, and she lived way out Pleasant Pleasant Hills. I invited her to church, and she came, and, and she enjoyed it every month. And She said, I really enjoyed the praise and worship here. And I'm like, oh, good. And she said, I want to come back every Sunday. People are so friendly. I'm like, don't feel like you have to join my church because I know it's away from your house. I said, but you're welcome to come anytime. But I but keep looking for a church, you know, in your area as well. And I think it was two weeks later, she said, I found a church, and I love the praise and worship. It's just like your church. And it happened to be the church that Pastor Sanchez, and oh, his, okay. his wife left to go to. But they were here when she heard the praise and worship. So, so it friend, literally was the same. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. And so she has been at that church and grown as a blossom. Yeah. You know.
2: Would deepened gratitude add positive emotion and motivation to this person's life and encourage increased focus on the needs of others? Gratitude.
3: Um, I've been leading my salon now for about seven months, um, and when I started out, we had a culture of you know being able to. Come to each other and talk to each other and all this kind of stuff, present problems. But it wasn't until I started um, leaving, at least once a week, I'll leave a sticky note on everybody's um, Mm -hmm. mirror Mm -hmm. about what I saw them do that week that really helped the salon or helped their clients or whatever and show them that bit of gratitude. And it's really started to pick up morale. And we've seen a marked increase in. Actually, um, services and clientele as well, along with that. And so that gratitude spilled over into the clientele. Mm -hmm. And so keeping those relationships going and keeping them clear of any sort of, you know, anger or resentment towards each other and bringing those angers and resentments towards each other to the fore instead of ignoring them Mm -hmm. um, has really helped that.
0: I think it's easy in a work environment especially to get into kind of a mindset of it's your job, get, to busy, get busy, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of focused on the job and you tend to forget that there are people too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've been having a situation at work for the last month or two that's been going on, and I've found myself, mm-hmm. as things are going along, getting more and more frustrated, angry, irritated, um, because this the situation and this individual is on many levels, it feel like they're kind of hijacking my crew, and and I'm not. He's not plugging in. He's not. He he, he checks in and then just disappears. And you know, it's five thousand. I work at a park, so it's five thousand acres. Really easy to disappear and go find something to do. It's not that he, I don't have any idea he's being lazy and doing nothing because he, he brings in his reports, and he shows me what he's doing at the end of the day, and he's getting things done, but it's just...
1: He won't speak to you about
0: it. Won't talk to me, all this kind of stuff. And uh, I'm wondering now how my own irritation and frustration with what's going on is affecting everything else, mm-hmm. and that gratitude. Um, I'm going to kind of wrap my daughter out, but hopefully she'll be okay. Um, It's a
2: good thing. It's a good thing, yeah. Yeah, Zach, you didn't hear this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, my daughter is a manager at Spaghetti Factory in Concord. And so one of the things that her boss has been working with her on was how she talks to the fellow staff. She's very... She's very, this is the job, just get busy, do your job, these are the rules, follow the rules. That's Brittany. And <laughs> when you don't, it well, just drives her else. crazy. No. <laughs> and and then she can't hide it, so it's all over her face, and in the way she talks and the way she carries herself when she's frustrated or irritated, the whole friggin' restaurant knows it. And so her boss has been talking to her about these kinds of things and saying, you know, you need to, today, your job today is you need to speak to these five people and you need to give them some, you need to tell them something that they've done well on and you need to tell them how much you appreciate them. And there are five people (laughs) that she really would rather not have to talk to on top of it.
2: And so... She was specific on the five. Yeah, she
0: was given five very specific people. Um, But it was interesting listening to her talk about that experience and how you know one of the individuals even complained about how she did that and she was like, I'm giving you a compliment and you're <laughs> complaining about it but but that's her, that was Brittany. But most of the people their entire uh, afternoon or their entire shift, you could see it kind of shift when they knew that the person who was their boss for the afternoon appreciated something that they did and complimented their work. So would Deepened gratitude and pause, add positive emotion and motivation. Most definitely. It completely changes your perspective.
4: Well, we tend to, in our closest relationships, take things more for granted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, Ron takes out the garbage when he's home. He takes all,
2: out the garbage. Yeah. the reasonable service. Exactly. That's his reasonable
4: wow. service.
1: Wow!
0: <laughs> 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 oh. Hey, Ron. <laughs> see, you should be <laughs> here more.
4: But that's, that's the whole thing. Right, is right. that that's what it becomes, Right. 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 I mean, it literally grind. I I know you (laughs) did. It was just funny the way you came out. But but that's so why should I thank him? Right. You know, it's it's we've worked with so many couples where it's like, well, he doesn't put the dishes in the sink, and he doesn't vacuum, he doesn't do this, and he doesn't do that, and I I do better by myself. It's like really because then they do separate, Mm -hmm. and I've got no one to take out the garbage, and I've got no Mm -hmm. one to do the dishes, and I've got you know even if he did it once a month, that's one
0: less time I have to do it. Right, you know,
4: it's, it's, Ron always thanks me for, for cooking a meal for him. Hmm. Always thanks me. And it's like, it's not a big deal, you know? But the fact that he always thanks me motivates me to want to do it a little bit more and helps me feel appreciated, which is one of the sharing
5: the load you know what i
4: found it's not just called sharing the load i mean it's it's it's
2: feeling appreciated it's feeling well it's
5: the
4: things things that we you get so accustomed to one person doing something well yeah you gotta go to work because we got bills to pay but do we thank the other person for all that goes
5: into going to work so that the bills can get paid? I I'd like to I'd like to hey, for people who serve you this coming week, instead of saying thank you, I appreciate it, say thank you, I really appreciate you.
1: Mm-hmm. And
5: see what happens. Because I've started doing that
1: in
4: a mm-hmm. grocery store.
5: In a grocery store and, and I went to uh, the car dealer to get one of our cars repaired. And I, I said, thank you. I really appreciate you, and I appreciate your service today. And her comment, and it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon, she said, that's the nicest thing I've heard anybody say all week to Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's a difference between I appreciate it I appreciate versus I appreciate you. Yes. And there's yes. a distinct difference Very in so. what that means to people. Huh? And I've seen a significant shift mm-hmm. when I started saying that, actually. Wow. Yeah. I would
7: agree kind of question what's the best way to respond to someone that they come to you all the time because they're doing service because they want I don't think it's genuine it's just like oh let me just go do I'll just say it's sucking up right, pretty much Mm -hmm. so what's the best way you know because I tell the person all the time oh thank you I appreciate thank you you know but it's every little thing they do Oh. You know, I saw something on the floor. I picked it
5: up. Oh, <laughs> Ew. Ew, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What do you think their emotional yeah, need is? Yeah. What do you think their emotional need is? Behaving. Yeah. And so, I mean, so we look at behavior sometimes yeah. versus yeah. what's the underlying emotional need that's driving the behavior. And sometimes it can be appreciation where maybe they're just not appreciated at home and they're doing all this stuff at home. It could be something else, it could be, you know, but I always look for the emotional need. What is
4: that?
7: I i say that. Mm-hmm. You
4: know, I also wonder in that circumstance of outside of what they are doing, you take them aside and talk about their character? you know, instead of, you know, because I'm also thinking of an emotional need in that situation could be attention. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and we don't necessarily know until we know the person a little bit better. But to have an aside conversation, you know, it's, hey, I notice you notice the little things. You know, that's a really good characteristic. And I wonder what that might change about their overall, you know, do they need to be, Held up in the limelight for every little thing that they do. Then, you know, is it really that they're sucking up, or do they just need an identity? Mm-hmm. You know, because I know my own walk it was no, a long time. time. I didn't have an identity. Yeah, or you know, no, it's so.
6: all the lie mm-hmm. that they're thinking. Yeah, it's yeah. causing it them to. Of- I
4: don't know. It's-
6: yeah.
1: So
0: last question. Might increased. Giving first, which we'll go into into some at some point, uh, affirm their worth and encourage their giving to others. If this person were challenged in a giving first to important relationships in their lives, might might their relationships be enriched? Um, the whole giving first thing is something that this chapter kind of leads directly into. Um, and I don't want to totally sidetrack where we're going, but giving first is the idea of giving to others without your own need. You know, instead of looking to have your needs met, I'm now looking to have other and to meet somebody else's needs above my own. Um, certainly, in a marriage relationship, that tends to work pretty well. And is it, is it, I think a key ingredient in that, but in all of our relationships, I think we can benefit somebody else by giving to that person um, before before they've done anything for us. Just like you said, I appreciate you. You're giving something to that person. Maybe they've provided you good service, but maybe they just picked something up off the floor. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, So when we were reading these things, certainly there's a way to read them and thinking of other people in our lives that we could, that fit, kind of fit these questions. And I think that's kind of the way this was meant. But when we were reading them, what was it you told me? Remember?
2: (laughs) I told you a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) The first thing she said after we read through these the first time, she was like, Sure, I can think of somebody who could benefit from this stuff. But the first thing I think comes to mind is, wow, I need to really do a better job. So how can I benefit somebody else through self aware How can I benefit somebody else through better self-awareness? How can I be more humble to somebody I'm in close relationship with? How can... I be more vulner- how can I increase vulnerability of myself to benefit and bless somebody else how can I be more compassionate with the people in my life how can I be more grateful yeah
4: and then I see the how do I know when to or how to apply wisdom to all of that? Because there's a lot of the times you're in a situation where you feel like you're continuously giving
7: and making the deposit, and the individuals are just withdrawing. They're always
1: withdrawing. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm not sure I can answer that. I mean, I think there's... Just a second. But I think that's where our relationship with the Lord kind of leads us um, and I don't, I mean the Bible talks very dramatically when the parable of you know, casting you know, pearls. pearls before swine um, but at the same time that's kind of also our testimony to not be what the world views of as a Christian church to be somebody who is actually trying to live like Christ um, oh. but I honestly think it's all about where the Lord's leading you to give. I don't know that there's a a rule that you could hard hard fast rule you could say. I'd love to hear what you guys think, but
6: I think we have to communicate that need too because that's coordinated. Um but I think Gene shared it earlier about modeling that, you know, mm-hmm. that humility and serving attitude because that's what Christ has called us to do. But sometimes the receiving end we may not get it from the one that we're you know, given giving, but, giving with, it, give it to, it, mm-hmm. to, it may yeah. not always come back. It may come back to someone else. Yes. Uh, okay. it, it may even come back to a child. You know, but when it relates to a spouse, you know, a husband and wife thing, we do need that from one another. Right. Yeah, we do. Um, but again, it may not come back in the same way, but we have to communicate that need. And we yeah. have to use wisdom, like you said, wisdom but on I how think to share that need.
0: You bring up a spouse, and I think, you know, if one spouse is trying and one's not, now you're in, that's a, that's a kind of a different situation. Yeah, yeah. If you have both spouses and maybe that you're both doing this, but you're still both trying to figure it out and how to make it work. Um, I know for us, we did a lot of this, you know, missing each other, but we were still, we trying. both still knew that the other was trying to meet my needs, just I wasn't communicating it real well, so they didn't understand what it was or their effort was just off and it did, it missed. Um, but if you have somebody who is all they're doing is taking, that's a different situation. Um, and I don't know that I have a hard answer for that. You know,
1: um,
3: something that's been sort of Recently, what I've been trying to work on is is giving more at home because um, I live with my parents, um, fairly rentish free, um, <laughs> and but lately I've been coming home and just sort of sitting down, and or just trying to decompress from the day and not really taking into effect. Okay, I live here. I need to I need to do dishes because there's dishes in the sink. Or I need to take care of this thing here or maybe I can sweep or or you know, doing those little things that show, okay, I live here too. I don't just sleep here, right? Yeah. And it's it's sort of really been sort of brought home to me, um, both through them telling me and <laughs> through me just sort of <laughs> observing and being like, Wait a minute, what am I doing? Why am I not investing in this place? Right? So mm-hmm. it all grow in a sense. And, yeah. and Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes that self-awareness, it takes that compassion, it takes that understanding, to to come to that last point of okay, now what can I do?
4: Mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest thing. You know, when you read the questions to begin with, you know, mm-hmm. how can um, we get the other person to be more vulnerable, to be more humble, to be more and um, one of the greatest challenges my son has with me is the way that i communicate with him he knows my heart um but i'm a coach you know anyone that's ever talked to me it's kind of like that's you know well have you tried this or i asked questions you know but that manner for him of coaching him he receives it as criticism
6: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: okay Mm -hmm. he receives it as as criticism Um, and he understands that that's how I communicate but it's challenging for him to receive and it took him a long time to understand that I'm not criticizing him but that's you know I'm a teacher by profession I'm a teacher in the ministry you know so that's how I present Um, when he mentioned that I have to be more cognizant and aware of How I phrase things to him I'm not going to change myself all the way around I am who God created me to be and a lot of people appreciate the manner in which I communicate but with my son it's challenging he doesn't receive that well because Mm -hmm. of where he's at so it's part of my responsibility to change the way in which I communicate because I realized and I've realized you know with, with Ron it's like well Ron and i teach like, he's just class, he should know better. So I tell him he should know better, you know. Um, sure. But that's the wrong way to, because truthfully when I say you should know better, that's actually a very prideful statement and a mm-hmm. judgmental statement on my part. Um, I do know that Ron has a heart that desires to do the best and if there's something, you know, every person, every couple, every whatever has an issue. You know, we're not, it's why we're still on this earth. We're not mm-hmm. perfected yet. Um, but I know Ron doesn't wake up to say, how am I going to mess with her today? Mm. You know? There are moments I may think that. <laughs> 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 it's true,
1: it's true. And that's usually
5: when I'm playing a practical joke. How can I really mess with her again? But even then, it's not, but it's not, you know, getting back to what, it's not emotional we shared about, you know, giving, 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 and people taking, but, you know, not... I like what was said about sometimes we receive it back from different areas. But also, like you mentioned, and I think it probably should be reinforced, oftentimes we give when God would prefer we didn't give because he wants to work through that in another way. We are so willing to give that sometimes individuals are not hit with that moment where they need God more than they need us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's really important to ask God, what would you like me to give in this moment?
1: Mm-hmm. Because
5: I've had, you know, where my heart is led toward one thing and God says another and it's like, well, that's not going to help them out at all. Yeah. You know what you're saying, God, but actually what God needs at that point is he needs them to need him more than they need us. Mm -hmm. and I think asking God what would you like me to give in this moment and not being automatically giving all the time
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and I think realizing we're looking at the picture and we're looking at this much of the picture he's looking at the whole thing and and he's looking at it from a way in which he can see where they're going to end up 400 400 years down the road You know, he's looking at all these things and we're saying well this isn't going to help them well that's not what I'm trying to do
5: you know
6: And are we giving genuinely? You know, what's the motive? Are we just like, I'm going to give this with the mindset of I want it in return? You know, even if we, I think we have to set our minds to the point where I'm giving genuinely without anything expecting anything in return. (laughs) Because this is my duty and my responsibility to serve or to give. Mm -hmm. You know, even though that there are needs, but. That'll come in
4: God's time. Okay, Miss Renee. Yeah, no, we I okay. no. It's all good enough to say, all right, but to no, live it mean. out. Yeah, right, I'm to do I'm, this. nothing in return. Yes, I need it's it. It's like, um, I, it, I also think that in many times it's, it's unrealistic to internally say, I'm gonna expect nothing. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times our heart will desire something for whatever we do, but we have to be okay if we don't receive right. it. Right.
6: And it's just, and, and yeah, it's almost yeah, like I'm a scenario I'm saying that. Yeah. Because I have to, sometimes I'm like the Saturday mornings, when I'm every Saturday morning cooking, in my back of my mind, sometimes I'm saying, why can't I get a breakfast? you know why can't somebody get up and cook for me? You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like that sometimes. Yeah, I work okay. just like you do, you know, so we do have those, the back of the mind thoughts that mm-hmm. come up but when I forget about what I'm thinking and I cast that thought down it's just natural for me to just go in and do. It. What you want, waffles? What you want? <laughs> but I think
2: that's the different Homemade. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm
6: Renee's house, Saturday morning.
2: <laughs> what time Renee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true butter. to say that we get to the point where we don't have
4: those I like what I you count. call them back of the mind yeah. I think we all have those back of the mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. but it's a matter of what type of action and what type of you know we're told to take well, every thought captive right. Okay. so are we going to hold that thought hey when's it going to be my turn right. because that's when we get bitter and that's when we get angry and that's mm-hmm. when our expectations mm-hmm. um, become less realistic and where offense and and all of that other stuff builds up, but rather than you know saying you know yeah when's it going to be my turn? But you know what Lord I thank you that I have a family to serve because again right. you know if I didn't have them right. yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd be cooking myself anyway. A but I going to serve You know. But it's it's you know turning it into instead of well, why don't they do something for me I'm the one that always cleans yeah. their clothes. I'm you know.
6: Um, or it could turn into a staff meeting conversation. Can okay, you cook Wednesday night? And I'll cook, You know, give them tasks. We lack in communicating, and we're just well, having these needs where we're not yeah.
0: communicating. Well, and it, it is. It's talking about it. Yeah. Okay, this is a problem for me. Is there anything you can do to help me with this? I mean, I, there are still times where she'll come to me and I'm like, I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier but I never thought of that so thank you for telling me I'm happy to do it
2: again depending on how you're going to approach it like you said a staff meeting for those of you that don't know what those are it's you know a time once a week or every couple of weeks where you set set a time to say we're going to discuss you know what's going on in our relationship Mm -hmm. and it's not a time to attack or anything like that if you come to him in the moment and say well gee I've been cooking breakfast for the last two months (laughs) yeah. <laughs> He's not going to take it well, right?
0: Here's the frying so. pan.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. Wow.
0: laughs> or here's the frying pan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs> but, uh, I remember
7: yeah, when, I was the best at the right, and my husband was still doing everything. And I began to see what that scripture, not so much enemies, but that scripture that says, do good to your enemy, that eats cold fire on their hands. Mm-hmm. And I began to see what that would feel what that was like, because to continue to watch him do good in spite of what I was doing, it would frustrate me because it was just like, mm-hmm. I wanted to irritate him and he was still coming to church and still cooking and still doing things, you know, but I, I wanted him to fail. And it would bother me that he was still trying to be the man of God that mm-hmm. he was called to be, but yeah. at that moment, I didn't want him to be that, you know, I wanted him to just do something wrong, catch him in it, you know, mm-hmm. you, know you didn't close the garbage can when you took it out, you know, or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh.
4: so. Just in your hurt, be petty, and, and yeah. have an excuse for right. that, just to, right,
0: right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: is mm-hmm. Alright, so we've got a couple of handouts to give out. So this one is called Gratitude for Love. I'm gonna keep on what we're about. And it's it's basically these same six questions that we've been talking about. And the exercise is to identify somebody who fits that question and then share an example. And Maybe it's an opportunity to express that gratitude that we were talking about earlier to let that person know that you appreciate them. Maybe it's just an opportunity to look at it and be grateful between you and the Lord about what you have in your life. Um, Just food for thought for this week. And then in order to be ready for next week, we have a questionnaire. <laughs> it talks about how connected are you. Um, yeah, it doesn't it? Yeah. Jean, do you mind? No. <laughs> so this one's kind of homework, and there's a way to score it on the last page,
4: and call then uh, in the class. So I'll make sure you do yours. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other one is just kind of for you. The gratitude for love okay. is just kind of for you. Uh, the other, the how connected are you? One Gene's handing out now is the one that's kind of homeward.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah.
2: So on the how connected are you? There's a there's five different you categories? Know? Five different categories. Try to stay away from neutral. I don't want a bunch of zeros. <laughs> <laughs>
0: honestly,
2: unless it really is not like applicable to you,
0: none of us are Switzerland.
2: Um. Switzerland yeah. is neutral.
0: So yeah, Switzerland always neutral. right? Iceland is Iceland. <laughs> yeah, Iceland's probably
2: neutral too. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. Canada. <laughs> Switzerland. Well how is
0: that actually? Okay? Canada's not is <laughs> not neutral. Um oh, oh, we don't like
4: that anyway right okay.
3: okay. Yeah, right? You know
4: what, David and Ann, I really actually appreciate that first handout that you did. Um, you know, there's there's the principle of uh, and I think Pastor talked about it in the series of of becoming who you hang out with mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: you know and and when i just briefly looked over this you know who are the people in your life that are sharing these characteristics and and helping to model for you yeah you know these these things because then it helps you become more aware
7: mm-hmm.
2: Well, i know for me it's been helpful because there are certain people in my life that have shown some of these things to me and when i get into a situation of actually Think, to think through it often say how would so and so handle that and it gives me a good example of maybe what my behavior should be in a certain situation so why
4: you right. look at that person and say is that person model a christ model right right because that's another yes
0: yeah. well, W. whatever what was it was yeah yeah <laughs> wwjd but the uh i like it also because and I don't remember whether it was Pastor that was talking about this or this was something that I've learned back in the past is the idea that we all kind of need mentors. We all need coaches in our lives and we all need a board, if you will, of different people that are good in certain things and people we can go to for advice and help and different, different things. And relationally, the, this could be that same group of people that are in our lives that when we get into a jam or we get into a situation, not only is it oh how would so and so handle it, but also hey I need to you can call that person up mm-hmm. and say hey Ron I need to talk we, I got I got something going on I need help I'm not sure how to handle this or I handled it and it didn't go well and <laughs> how do I undo what I just did um, if that's even possible so um, and it's it's important that we kind of change our thinking into thinking instead of living the individualistic American dream I did it my way it's community and living in that community
4: I'm going to add to your perspective not only do we need someone feeding into us we need someone that we're feeding into into. because the Mm -hmm. only way we know what we truly received it is when we can give it we can't give God's love if we haven't received God's love we have to be able to receive it yeah totally
0: not agree All right, I think we'll call it a day. Questions, yeah. comments, snide, questions, remarks. snide
5: remarks? All
0: right, Ron, do you mind leading us in prayer to close?
5: Father, thank you for uh, David and Ann, and thank you for what you shared with them, Father God. We, they asked six very vital questions. And Father God, as we go out through the week, help us to be self-reflective in those areas, Father God, each of those areas that they mentioned and help us identify ways in which we can we can be more self-aware we can be showing more gratitude but also father god identifying those individuals who have displayed each of those characteristics and reaching out to them this week and just sharing with them how much we appreciate them for what they have uh, the example that they've shown to help encourage them because lord i pray that you put names on our hearts that need that encouragement this week and Lord could use that encouragement and this is a prompting actually to reach out and encourage them and showing them that appreciation uh, this coming week in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen. Amen. Great job